Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. Hope you're doing well. Excited to welcome back Danny Werfel today on the show. Man, I think it's been like six years since we've, we've interviewed him, but, but he's awesome. You're going to love it. He played quarterback for the Florida Gators, won the 1996 Heisman Trophy. His Gators won the 1996 National Championship. He's a college football Hall of Famer. Spent time in the NFL playing for the Saints, Packers, Bears, and Redskins. He now leads an organization called Desire Street Ministries. You can go to desirestreet.org, and we will jump in uh, in just a moment. Uh, But before we do that, let me ask you this. Do you need to get your own health insurance? Well, go to healthmarketgenius.com. Dot com. That's healthmarketgenius.com. And coming up after the interview, uh, I'm going to unpack one of the topics that we discussed. Uh, and it's a, it's a faith topic. It's, it, it, you're going to love what he has to say. So, so I guess listen, clear, listen closely and uh, clearly hear uh, what, he, what he has to say about the, the time that he spends with the Lord and the process uh, that he goes through uh, to be able to really hear God and experience God in uh, in a meaningful way. So uh, so very helpful, eye-opening uh, to, to hear. So eye-opening to hear? Is that, does that work? Eye-opening to hear. Yeah, let that soak in. All right, there you go. Uh, check out our website, unpackingit.com, unpackingit.com. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast, we hope you will do so. Uh, rate, review, and share. Uh, you can also subscribe to our weekday email devotional on Unpacking It. Com. Well, here we go. Danny Werfel is back on Unpacking It. Here we go. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. This is the Unpacking It podcast. I'm Bryce Johnson, and I'm excited to welcome Danny Werfel back to Unpacking It. Heisman Trophy winner, national champion at Florida, and continues to do incredible work in in communities around the country, and and we'll talk all about that today on the show. Danny, great to see you. Great to have you back on the show. How are you? Bryce, I'm doing great. Thanks. Everything's going well. We feel very fortunate and blessed and uh, looking forward to chatting, unpacking it. That's right. We'll, we'll unpack it all. And, and and that question, how you're doing is, uh, you know, it's a, it's a loaded question, especially with everything that, that's been going on for, for a long time now. And, and so you, you mentioned feeling blessed and all that kind of thing, but, but how has the, the last almost two years 
uh, affected you and in, in your family uh, in, in a personal way? Yeah. Well, you know, we feel ourselves very blessed, uh, privileged to be kind of in the group of people that, you know, didn't lose our job or were able to work from home, um, were able to have our kids at some level continue their education at home. You know, a lot of the people we work with at Desire Street lost jobs. Uh, you know, when, when the kids weren't going to school, they weren't getting the same type of nutrition and meals and kids didn't have access to uh, computers or Internet. So we feel we feel pretty lucky to to have uh, uh, gone through that. You know, it's been uh, you know difficult there for a time, not seeing people uh, and not doing the things you're used to doing. Um, you know, and and then you kind of think through that. Uh, but we've been really really blessed. Uh, I picked up a, a new intense hobby in the fastest growing sport in the country, which is pickleball. Oh, uh, I absolutely am loving it. And uh, uh, so that's that's been a, a, an added joy through the pandemic to uh, pick up that new sport. That's funny. So my, my dad's all in as well. And so and he was actually a quarterback in, in high school and college. And so what what drew you to it? What, what Why are you into it? Well, for one, I mean, I've played a lot of racquetball and tennis and ping pong. So I just like, uh, you know, racket paddle sports. But then uh, a while, you know, several months ago, I played with somebody and they beat the stew out of me. And I think the competitive <laughs> part of me didn't like that at all. Uh, but it's also it's a fascinating game. It can be very social. Uh, anybody can get in. It's got a very low level entry to get in to, to be able to play and have fun. And yet, you know, you get to the top four players in the world playing doubles and it's an amazing, amazing experience. And so there's levels all along the way and you can always get better and I just just really enjoyed it. And I, as you get older, you know, I can't overhead serve like a tennis ball and you don't have to cover as much ground as other sports. So it's a little little more friendly on the body. Uh, that's awesome. How often do you throw a football? Do you ever throw well, it? Well, I took 15 years off. Uh, oh. uh, and then a few years ago, I got into this. There's a professional flag football tournament every summer. They've been giving away a lot of money. And uh, a lot of former NFL guys, Michael Vick and others played. So I played in that for a few years. And loved it but i think i timed out i've got uh some bad arthritis in my right shoulder and this was the first first summer i couldn't do it so uh, that, those throwing days unfortunately might be over gotcha okay well that's cool you got to do some flag football that's always that's always fun did you play yeah. flag football growing up at all i did not i did yeah. not just just tackle so the idea of uh having no one running at me that could hit you that sounded pretty good that's right. So I'm a big believer in flag football, especially for younger kids to learn football without having to get hit as early as kind of most people did growing up playing football. Um, well, speaking of your uh, playing days, recently you had a reunion, the 25 year of the 1996 national champion Florida team. Uh, so you guys were back together celebrating that 95 team, a lot of, uh, I guess, overlap with, with the players. So what was your big takeaway from being around the guys, being around the coaches? What did that that kind of celebration and weekend do do for you? Well, you know, everybody's gone off in different directions and had different types of lives and all sorts of things have happened, good and bad to us all. But as soon as we get back together, the, the memories are so strong. You know, Coach Spurrier told us when we were playing, you know, guys, if you can win a championship – You'll have memories and friendships that really will last a lifetime. And, and boy, was he right. I mean, we picked right back up reflecting on uh, all the things from our freshman through senior year. A um, lot of laughs, a lot of memories. And then to go out on the field as a team and, and feel that energy again. I, my uh, roommate and, and lineman Jason Odom was behind me. And he's like, Danny, I got look at the 
to get the chill bumps on my arm, man. I, I haven't felt this in years and just a really great time to, to be with your old friends and to, to catch back up. Oh, that, that's awesome. Because how often do you guys uh, see each other or do things like that? Is it, what was the last time maybe you even celebrated the championship team? Yeah, so, you know, it really, uh, I mean, you know, t- usually they officially celebrate a 10-year anniversary and a yeah. 25 and a 50. So uh, 10 years ago, we did this sort of similar thing. Um, you know, I stay in touch, some of the guys real closely, uh, Chris Doring, James Bates, Jason Odom. You know, uh, some of these guys I see and hang out with more than, than others. But, uh, you know, a few years ago, Coach Breer hosted uh, at the beach in Daytona, just like a reunion for anybody from the 90s. And so that was a pretty fun time. A lot of different guys got got together. But it's it's a very unique and special time when, when people can gather back from all over the country, wherever people have ended up. Oh, that that's awesome. Well, I I also noticed that you uh, you and your family made a recent trip to to Disney World. So how did that turn out? Well, I guess uh, that depends on how I answer that. Is uh, if any of my family is going to actually watch this podcast or not? So uh, the official answer is we had a fantastic time as a family. Uh, my wife and my daughter, in particular, absolutely loved it. That's one of their favorite things to do. And in fact, this is probably not. Not kosher, but uh, check out. I've got, actually got my shirt underneath here. Nice. Got Mickey. It says, I am their father. <laughs> the, uh, the Darth Vader line. Uh, Luke, Luke, Luke Skywalker here from yeah. Darth Vader. Uh, so anyway, it was a, I love it. Uh, a That's very awesome. amazing day and a, and a long day, too. So, so uh, over the years, how often have, has your family done this? Because I only went one time growing up. So... I, I didn't get the fully experience. Now I have two young daughters. I'm wondering, all right, when am I going to take them and, and experience that? So, so what was, what has been kind of your approach as the dad to say, how, you know, how often and what that setup's like? Well, um, my approach as the dad was actually to sort of get out of the way of the mom. Uh, my <laughs> wife loves Disney and has since she was a kid. And so she'd go by herself a few times a year if she could. And so she oh, loves wow. to take the kids and the family and, We've been several times, uh, all of us, you know, and then in addition to that, she's gone more with the kids. And, you know, if I happen to be busy with work or uh, golfing on a day with some people for work uh, while we're in Orlando, I may have uh, got got out of it. But no, I she loves it. My daughter is one of her favorite things. And my boys, when they were younger, loved it as well. So uh, it's a great, great experience or can be. Uh, that's cool. All right. Well, I'm going to wait till they get a little, little bit older for, for us to make a, make a run down there. But that's, uh, that, that's cool. Well, uh, l- let's catch up on, on, on what you're doing with, with Desire Street Ministries. And, and, and you've been there now 15 years. Is that, is that how long it's been? Well, really longer. longer I, than uh, that. I okay. started um, volunteering in 97, my freshman year with wow. the Saints. And then I joined the staff in 04 and then became the director in uh in 06 so 15 years uh uh you know it's been a long time yeah so so what continues to uh motivate you drive you and 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 give you the the passion to to continue the 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 work that that you guys are doing in in multiple cities around the country well you know i i get inspired when i see people doing things that it's like man who who has the courage, the faith, the sacrificial mindset to go do some of these things? And most of our leaders 
live with their families in very difficult under-resourced neighborhoods and they're absolutely committing to seeing change and, and, and leading change. And so I'm inspired by the work they do and then see how many times they don't have the resources per se or the training or the connections to really see their neighborhoods changed. And so I kind of feel like me and Desire Street are that that extra little bit of engine, that connection, that help, that help move them forward to be thriving and sustainable. You know, so many leaders that live and serve in under-resourced neighborhoods typically are burning out within five years. It's not a very sustainable uh, role. It's just very, very difficult. And the fallout when that happens can be, be tough on a lot of people. So we've put together a program where we have training, we have coaches that check in regularly on them. We do retreats. Uh, throughout the year. Uh, we help them get connected to a larger donor base, help them bring in new board members and just really try to set them up that after three or five years partnering with us, they'll have the tools there to to be thriving again and sustainable for the long haul. Oh, that's tremendous. And, and what, uh, I guess, type of partners are, are you looking for? And, and, and like the, the, the people that are actually on the ground doing, doing the, the day-to-day ministry in these, these neighborhoods, what are some of the, I guess, the, the common traits or the, the common work that they're, they're doing? Yeah. So most of them uh, live and serve in the neighborhood. Uh, typically, it's a very neighborhood-centric mission model. It's not like we're going to help the south side of Atlanta. That's an awesome thing, but ours is a little more narrow in that we're looking at very specifically defined neighborhoods. You know, our overall mission is to see neighborhoods revitalized. Uh, And so that's what Desire Street is about. And the way we do it is by by partnering with leaders. So typically the leaders are already there. They've already established some sort of a 501c3 or an organization. They're usually in their third to ninth year uh, of existence is what we found to be our sweet spot. They do both uh, sort of what you might be called ministry, whether it's a, a Bible study or whether it's an actual church program, uh, but they also do things that we would call community development, whether it's some sort of healthcare, housing, economic development, education. Uh, most of them start working with youth and then try to, to build from there. So we've helped start uh, and grow some schools, some medical clinics, some churches and in the midst of these programs. And uh, just really looking for people that are are hunger to learn and looking for a a community to to be a part of and give back to. And that's those are the sweet spot. We usually have about 10 to 12 partners at a time. Okay. And then we graduate some and add some new. And we're trying to at the moment, we're in the middle of a a strategic plan to develop 20 thriving and sustainable urban ministries by 2025. Wow. That that's tremendous. Uh, lo- love hearing that, and uh, I got a couple ideas I'll have to mention to you afterwards. So, um, so that that that's excellent. And, and then coming up in in October, uh, you've got a, a big event that 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 helps gain some awareness and, and funding for Desire Street, and so it's called the Desire Cup and a golf tournament surrounding it, and, and a, a gala, and, and a lot of efforts go into it. So, uh, tell our listeners a, a little bit more about it, and and the excitement that builds this time of year as, as you anticipate for it. Sure. Well, not to be a, a closed model again, but here I've got the, uh, the logo on my shirt. <laughs> uh, we didn't plan this folks. It just sort of happened. That's uh, all right. Actually, maybe I did plan that shirt, but the, uh, cool. the desire cup is our big sort of public event for awareness and funding that we do. We, we know there's a lot of energy and, and excitement in the air around the Florida, Georgia or if you're a Bulldog fan, the Georgia-Florida game. That's right. And, uh, and so we 
trying to capture that excitement. We have Florida fans golfing and competing against Georgia fans. We've got Florida celebrities, the Steve Spuriers, the Tim Tebow's of the world have been there, the Emmett Smiths playing against the Georgia celebrities, the Herschel Walkers, Vince Dooley's there, Champ Bailey's been there. Uh, and so we, we have this, this fun uh, kind of golf competition right before the tournament, right before the actual football game. And we have a really fun gala the night before where we have lots of fun talking about football, but then we also introduce a couple of the leaders at uh, Desire Street uh, in the neighborhoods that are doing great work. And then you get to hear some inspiring stories. So yeah. October 28, 29, still got a few spots. So if anybody wants to jump, uh, jump in and come, please come. But for many of you who can't come, we have what we call the 19th hole where you can sign up to, uh, to support the event and help us continue to change hundreds and thousands of lives of kids and their families. That's excellent. So it's desirecup.com uh, is the website and, and it's after the unpacking at golf tournament. So it's good. So it's not in, uh, in we don't conflict. compete with you. Yeah. We will uh, never try that. We're, we're good. So we're October 18th. So, um, so that, that, that's at the end of the month on, on the 28th. Uh, so check that out. Desirecup.com. Well, uh, Danny, I, I love hearing about the, the, the work you guys are doing and, and, and would love to you know, kind of unpack a little bit more about where you're at in your, in your faith journey and, and knowing that, that your walk with the Lord is important to you. And, and so even, you know, as you, as you reflect on kind of, kind of where you're at today or, or even considering what this, this last year or so is, has, you know, how that's impacted, uh, your faith and, and your pursuit of Jesus and, and maybe what would you be willing to, to kind of share or encourage our, our listener, listeners with today? You know, I've kind of been for the last several years, uh, going through a, a phase in my faith that's been a little less of you know, to use some different words, less of what I'm doing mm. and more of being still and more of being quiet and trying to create more space for the Lord uh, to be present uh, and not just my own ideas or my own thoughts. You know, I, I spent a lot of my mornings in my life uh, doing sort of what some would call a typical quiet time where you might read a verse, uh, meditate on that or think about it for a second uh, and then move on. Whereas, you know, now I might spend 20 or 30 minutes uh, doing something like centering prayer where you're just really trying to let go of all your thoughts and mm. be still and be quiet, which can be really tough sometimes because we're so used to being distracted. And then perhaps meditate on a verse after 30 minutes of being quiet. And when I get my own brain out of the way, I feel like I hear more of what the spirit would be trying to say through, through that verse per se. And um, so I think, you know, trying to find those times, uh, whether it's daily uh, or whether it's, you know, in, on a specific intentional day of the month where I just get away or some cases do uh, weekends of silent retreats, uh, different places have been a real, really unique way for me to sort of, get away from my own uh, sort of kind of obsessive mind and the way I think about things. And, you know, we live at Bryce in such a, a polarized time and it really doesn't shock me so much that the world is polarized, but what shocks me is how much division is within the church mm. uh, and faith and, and race. And these are things that are really significant in my heart. So when I, step away and I'm silent and I'm quiet and I'm listening, I think it puts me in a better posture mm. to hear and, and learn what, what I'm missing. Mm. What, what am I missing in some of these conversations? How can I change as opposed to just try to 
tell everybody to think the same way that I do. Wow, man. No, that that's powerful. And, and so I, I guess I'm curious what led you ultimately the Holy spirit led you, but to, to even make more of an effort to find that, that stillness and, and to maybe not be so caught up in the doing of a quiet time, but to actually be quiet with the Lord. What was that process to even get there? Well, I love to say it was just me being smart, but uh, usually uh, it takes something uh, more intense to get us to change any of our habits. You know, for me, uh, 10 years ago or 11 years ago, I got diagnosed with a really bad autoimmune disorder and I was actually paralyzed for a bit and then really limited for months uh, and tired for a year. It was almost like God forced me off of this you know, uh, treadmill of mm. uh, being busy. And I remember the first thing I did, so someone bought me an iPad, like the first iPad I had. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to watch every movie I always wanted to watch, but I didn't have time to watch. <laughs> and the only thing I remember a, a mentor of mine saying, oh, no, no, no. Don't waste this time. Wow. So I made a simple kind of just commitment. And had I known what it would mean, I probably wouldn't have done it. But this idea that I wasn't going to watch anything, I was just going to do a lot of sitting. Uh, and if I wanted to, to think more, I would journal more. And uh, man, that really led to some deep introspection and um, just a lot of, a lot of growth, uh, you know, and, and also kind of through my life and, 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 and different counseling that I've been a part of uh, just kind of weaving in the ability of what does it mean to be emotionally healthy Mm. And how do you, uh, you know, recognize and feel your emotions that you're actually feeling without letting them govern your behavior, but letting them inform uh, what's going on. Those things sort of came out of that really difficult time. And uh, even to this day, you know, the more the more I'm quiet and the more I'm really checking in with what I'm feeling emotionally, the much better dad, husband, leader person I am. And the less that I'm doing those things, the more I tend to sort of go on autopilot and just see what happens. Wow. Gosh, no, I, I think this is an incredible, uh, perspective and, and, and really it's a practice and, and we've got to, we've got to practice it and, and, and participate in it because, uh, God moves in amazing ways in, in those moments. Before I ask you more about it, how are you doing health wise? Oh, thank you. Ad. doing great. Um, Fortunately, uh, recovered for the most part from all that and, and I'm very healthy. Now I'm just, you know, a lot older and I, I, you know, my legs hurt and my shoulder hurts, but that's just part of the price of being human. But I'm very grateful to be, be uh, healthy from, from the Guillain-Barre uh, uh, that I had uh, years ago. Oh, man. Well, that, no, that's great to hear. So, so as far as this, this idea of, of introspection and, and being quiet and still, how do you uh, navigate or balance in those moments focusing on God and, and you know, praising him, worshiping him, recognizing who he is and his character, while also you know, looking inward and, and evaluating you know, your own mental, emotional, spiritual thoughts, feelings, and, and, and all that sort of thing? Because you know, to me, that process goes, you know, it's a uh, fine dance. I'm just curious how your experience with it. Well, I think the first thing is uh, recognizing that in both of those scenarios, we're usually just processing that with our own busy mind, which is sort of locked into our own ways of thinking. So a big part of it is to slow that down. 
is to really just slow down the obsessive mind that's always thinking in a certain way and create space. And then when you have that space, you invite the Lord to come in. And there's a lot of different ways that, that you can do that. And, and so often just being willing to yield control of your thoughts to being still makes way for some beautiful, beautiful things to happen. And, you know, sometimes you could actually uh, really focus on an attribute of God and then really uh, kind of keep coming back to that in so many ways. Uh, and then other times I think you can um, really ask the Lord to, to show things uh, about yourself that, that you don't want to know, uh, that, you know, often it's hard to do that by yourself too. So, you know, for instance, even tonight, I've got a, a small group of guys I meet with every Tuesday and oh. they know me probably better than I know myself. And they're asking tough questions and uh, things where it's hard to hide where, uh, where we often want to. So I think it's a combination of, of all those things. But to me, the, the slowing down of my own mind so then to make space for, for the Lord to show up, you know, I'll often, you know, Psalm 4610 is a big part of my prayers. Be still and know that I am God. Amen. And so I'll, I'll think about that a lot and um, invite Jesus to kind of be right there in and near me as I'm processing whatever it is that I'm trying to process. Uh, so encouraging, and I know for listeners, this uh, for for many is an eye eye opening, heart opening, uh, you know, kind of concept or or a, approach uh, that's so needed. And let, and I, let me also yeah. say too, though, that before anybody sort of thinks too highly of me, you know, I'll get out of one of these times and go yell at my kids or holler at my oh, yeah. wife, or yeah. you know, a lot, lot of mess going on here too. So uh, by no means am I thinking uh, I'm a, I'm an I- idealistic person. There's plenty of garbage that, that most people don't get to see. <laughs> no, that's, that's understood and expected. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm the, I'm right there with you for sure. So, but, but I, I love, yeah, hearing how, you know, other people are uh, pursuing the Lord. And, and so I, I, I think that that stillness and I've, I've been struggling with it lately because we just had a, a daughter to Ooh. find that, that quiet time. So we're, yeah. we're about six weeks in. So, Ooh. For me to get up early, yeah, you know, it's just it's it's been it's been tricky. So I, I long for that. So hearing you talk about it is a great encouragement and, and challenge to me. And um, I'm right there with you. Plenty of plenty of mess to to work through uh, as well. Um, and and part of helping with that too, small groups. And and so you know, we hear this, especially people you know go to church. Hey, get into a life group, get into a small group, and and, and we hear about this. How have you benefited from this group that you alluded to on Tuesday nights? And, and how have you even maybe gotten to the right approach or structure to, to thrive in that and to, and to you know, really grow in the, in the midst of that? Well, I think that, you know, the thing that's the, the magic in that, and I think there's multiple structures of the way you can connect. But if, if you're in a place that there's some sort of, you know, commitment to meeting, uh, you know, at some time and place for a period of time, um, that's a big key thing. So it's not just random, but then also where you invite and and give people the freedom to ask tough questions. You know, it kind of started for me years ago, I had a group of guys and, and, and we were going to watch movies every Monday. We called it men's Monday movie night. And then one of the guys shared one night as we're on the way to the movie that uh, his wife said she was leaving him. And it was out of nowhere. And we, 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 we cried and we kind of joked and we're like, we, we probably shouldn't go watch the movie. We should probably go visit with our buddy. Yeah. And, uh, and that kind of started. And then one day he said he was going to counseling and he said, Hey, not tonight, but next week, I want each of you to share something about me that bothers you. And I was like, 
wow, that's tremendously courageous. And wait a minute, if he's doing that, we're probably all going to have to do that eventually. I don't know if I want to do that. That's too much freedom to give somebody. But yeah. you know, to where people have the freedom to share the things that they're seeing, and 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 you know, I just think that's a, a powerful, powerful thing. I always, I love the the different types of relationships. I've heard you know biblical models for them, but always having somebody that's older than you that's sort of pouring into you somebody that's kind of, a, kind of in a similar stage where you're sort of holding each other accountable and pouring into each other and then someone else that you're pouring into as well. And those three types of relationships, I think, can help keep us balanced and healthy. Amen. I love that. It's, it's interesting. M- multiple guests, guests on this show have alluded to that, that model and it being impactful in their, in their lives. So um, it's, it's, it's great for us sports fans that, uh, that are part of, of unpacking it. So I appreciate you sharing about that. Um, all right. So uh, lo- love, the, love the encouragement. We'll, we'll end on a, on a sports note. So your Florida Gators, tough one against Alabama, but, but still got to feel, feel good about the, the team this year. What, what's kind of your, your takeaway few weeks into the season? Well, I don't know. After the first quarter Alabama game, to see that game finish, I wouldn't call that a tough one. I call that a, a, an amazing uh, effort and, and one of the best losses, if you will, you could have. So I'm yeah. really encouraged with our team. We beat Tennessee. And, you know, I think our whole season in many ways is going to come down most likely to the Florida-Georgia game. That's and right. uh, you never know. But probably who wins that game will be playing Alabama and Atlanta uh, later on. So, um, so that's the case. But I tell you, I am really, really impressed with Dan Mullen. And, and you know, there's lots of great coaches that have developed a great system that that they can help the right people thrive in. But very rarely can someone kind of redefine their system based on their personnel. And if you look at sort of the, the way this team was two years ago and then last year, the way they played with Kyle Trask and Kyle Pitts, it became this wide open NFL style vertical passing game to where now uh, the way they have kind of reshaped it around the quarterbacks that are just tremendous runners and the, the athletes that they have. He's an amazing offensive coach. So I'm really pleased with where our team is and where it's headed. Ah, that's that's exciting. Yeah, college football is just getting going. A lot, lot more football left, which is which is fantastic. He's Danny Warfel, former Heisman Trophy winner, national champion, and the, the big golf tournament coming up to, to support Desire Street Ministries. You can find out uh, more info, desirecup.com. Danny, great to be with you. Thanks for, for sharing what you did and, uh, and, and, and wish you the, the, the best with this event and, and the continued uh, incredible work that, that you guys are doing with, with Desire Street. So, so keep it up. Thanks, Bryce. Hey, this is great what you're doing. You keep up the good work as well. God bless you and go Gators. That's right. Absolutely. Well, thanks. There's Danny Werfel joining us here on Unpacking It. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Great stuff from Danny Werfel. I'm Bryce back in the studio here at Unpacking It. And I want to go back to what he said uh, about you know how God's been, been working in his life and, and this whole idea of clearing your head, getting rid of your own thoughts to then allow 
God to move, allow the Holy Spirit to, to move and speak, and, and you can hear so much uh, better uh, when that, that happens. And, and listen, I'm one of those, I mean, I guess we're all probably guilty, but I've always got so much on my mind. I got so many thoughts, you know, racing. And, and so, you know, in the morning, it's, 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 you know, what's going to happen that day. And then you got all the, you, know, you feel the pressures at home and then you got stuff going on at work. And so you, you can relate to it, right? We've got so much on our mind. And so when we, when we approach God, oftentimes we're trying to squeeze him in to everything else that we're, we're thinking about. And, and oftentimes it's just, it's hard to really be in the moment and, and actually hear what he's saying through scripture, because we may read it and we see it, but, but does it really penetrate our heart? Does it really go, go into our mind in a way that, that it sticks and that we think about it later in the day? Or do we just read it, check it off and all right, I spent time with the Lord and now I'm, I'm, I'm off on the day. Um, and so I, I love what Danny was talking about because I think he's I think he's right on and, and he's experienced you know what that, that 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 looks like and you know he admitted hey I'm not perfect of course he doesn't have all the answers and so that's always a reminder for us here on the show we don't bring guys on because they have all the answers but we just try to glean something from their own walks with Jesus that can be an, an encouragement to us they're they're everyday guys just like we are he won the Heisman in 1996. He's he's struggling as a dad, husband. I'm not going to put words in his mouth, but you know he's trying to figure it all out, walking with the Lord, and and so I know I am as well, and and I imagine you are too. So, uh, but this idea, okay, yeah, all right. How do we how do we try this when when we sit down to be with the Lord? What if instead of jumping right into the Bible, we allow ourselves to just empty empty ourselves, empty our mind, empty our thoughts? Maybe it means writing it all down first. Start there. Get everything, I, I, whatever's on your mind, just write it down. Write it down, get it out of your head, and then say, all right, Lord, I'm, I'm here. I, I want to hear from you, and, and then dive into his word with a little bit better of a mindset. Um, so I think, that, I think that's worth trying. I think that's, uh, that's, that's awesome. So uh, that's the big takeaway to unpack this week. Let me know if you try it. Let me, let me know your, your thoughts on that. Um, what are the, the challenges with that? You may do it for for a week and be like, man, it's just not working. My mind's still racing. So, so what are some some other you know things that we can try uh, together? So, so let me know uh, your your experience with that. Appreciate Danny being on the show today. Again, it's DesireStreet.org. Uh, you can find out more information about all that he's up to, and uh, he's he's getting ready for a golf tournament just like we are here at Unpacking It. So, so our golf tournament's coming up October eighteenth. If you'd like to support our tournament. Uh, we encourage you to do that as well. Uh, we greatly appreciate all the, the golfers that are coming and the sponsors, but, but we're also uh, looking for fairway friends. And, and so support the ministry, support uh, uh, you know, the Unpacking It Golf Tournament and our ministry overall uh, by going to unpackingit.com. So however God leads you today, uh, again, when we clear our mind, let's see what God's got for us. Maybe it means giving. Maybe it means serving uh, somewhere locally, wherever you are, uh, giving locally where you are, or maybe it is supporting Danny Werfel. Maybe it is supporting unpacking it. Um, maybe God, God's got something for you career-wise or, or marriage-wise or fatherhood or parenthood. So uh, let, let's be open to, to how the Lord wants to, to speak and move in all of our lives. So that's the encouragement for us today. As we wrap up, I always end it this way. I'm Bryce, and I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected, and through faith, I've been saved by his grace. 
I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast. Join us Monday. We're live at 2 p.m. Eastern, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, and then again on the podcast. We'll recap the football weekend. Have a good one. Thanks. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.